Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states. We are controlling transmission. There is another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies and cover-ups. And to the paranormal we go. With Jeremy Scott. Yeah, it is that hour. It's that hour when, uh, you know, we hear from many of you, you fall asleep to this show and we actually consider that a compliment. Yes, we do. Uh, and that is something, of course, that we all have in common. We all need to sleep uh, or eventually we uh, are forced <laughs> to sleep. Uh, we all dream as well. It's a fascinating thought as you're drifting off to sleep. There's these uh, thoughts and images and emotions, sensations, call them whatever you want, that are running through your mind. Dreams, as they are known, are a natural and universal part of our lives. They uh, typically, of course, take place during rapid eye movement or what's known as REM, the REM stage of sleep. Although dreams can occur during uh, other sleep stages as well, our dreams of course, can be influenced by many factors, and that includes what's going on in our daily lives, uh, our past experiences, our emotions, our stress. Yeah, our baggage does carry over with us, especially when we are, uh, you know, turning in for the night or the day or whatever it happens to be. Each of us dream differently. The experiences are unique to each and every one of us. Some of us have complete ordinary ones. Others have terrifying ones. Some remember their dreams. Others do not remember their dreams. There are uh, dreams that mean differently to each of us. Uh, so the question really is, what, what do our dreams really mean? And what purpose do they serve? Well, that exactly right there is subject to scientific inquiry and debate, which is happening. It is highly complex, 
It's another one of those subjects that is not fully understood, which makes it fascinating to discuss somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal tonight with you. Does it seem, though, sometimes like our dreams are a bit too real? You know, there are dreamers that have often reported that what they experience while sleeping seems to be well, a forewarning of sorts, of something to come. Call it a premonition or precognition. There are people who report uh, experiencing exactly that in dreams, who say that they have had also visions, uh, insights into events that have not yet occurred, uh, but are on our horizon. Well, that is certainly uh, close to home here in the dungeon, and so for the very first time, I think at least in an official capacity, Live across the nationwide airwaves, we're going to welcome Mrs. Scott to the program tonight. Hello, Mrs. Scott. Hello, Mr. Scott. <laughs> it's good to have you with us. Um, you. Yeah, my wife's dreams, I'll just tell you this from uh, my observation, uh, were all once about fluffy things like roller coasters and amusement parks, maybe hugging teddy bears or feeding, yeah, feeding. Uh, what are those things called? The little things in the water? Feeding, feeding the fish and the... Oh, the seals. The seals, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would imagine there. Jeez. Uh, uh. So, but, but then came, well, I would say the nightmares. Uh, I have woken up a few times uh, to this recently. See, uh, <laughs> I think like most men, I snore, and, uh, and I snore pretty hard. Uh, she has uh, nightmares and, of course, talks in her sleep, so together we are a, an entertaining bunch, and the audience is going to get to hear about it uh, tonight. So, um, Mrs. Scott, have you uh, noticed that uh, your dreams have changed over time? Uh, yes. Um, a lot of them are somewhat related to what I had seen or experienced in the world um, back uh, after 9-11 and when the U.S. invaded Iraq, Afghanistan, I had a lot of weird war dreams where I would be seeing uh, dogfights. Uh, I mean, you know, dozens of fighter planes in the air with red tracers and things getting shot down and I'm just standing and watching it all in awe. And this is, you know, in Oregon. Or, um, you know, uh, other dreams were of, uh, and this was something reoccurring, they would be at an amusement park. But these were rides that I would never go on in real life. And the physics of them, I I don't know how they would even be built, but... um, there might be a little message there, you know, um, my mind's wandering and wants amusement, you know, let's put her on a crazy ride in, in your dreams. Um, and then nightmares. Uh, I, I don't have many nightmares and, um, recently though, that, that has changed a bit. Um, so Yes and no. <laughs> it, it it has depended on, you know, what I've been reading. Uh, if I see a lot of uh, things that freak me out, 
Um, and then I have some sort of nightmare that relates to that or even the feeling too. you know, being stressed out is another. Um, so, but yeah, they've, they've been getting pretty vivid. <laughs> A darker, would you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, recently I've actually begun, uh, fighting people, which thankfully I, I, oh, is that what you were doing the other night? Well, I was just going to say, thankfully, I haven't hit you or kicked you, but um, like, no, like I suplexed some chick in one of my dreams. And I mean, if you ever saw me, it's like laughable if I could ever suplex somebody. But, um, you know, yeah, I've been getting into fights uh, and they're usually defending myself. I'm defending myself. I'm not the the cause of the aggression. Um, So, yeah, it's been a, a wild ride. You know, very, very interesting. And so have you noticed that there's a change in the frequency or your dreams happening more or less often? Have you been able to uh, correlate that? Well, in a in a way, yes. Um, I seem to get more uh, of the vivid, unforgettable type dreams or even nightmares. Um maybe TMI, but around that time of the month, which for me kind of makes sense because of the uh, hormones that, you know, are going through my body. Um, I'm not a spring chicken, so uh, you have that. And, you know, I've, I've had some, you know, well, we've had some personal stress going on lately, too. So uh, and our brain, our brains find an outlet for that somehow. And, uh, I just, sometimes I wonder why, why that, <laughs> you know, why, yeah. you know, why those things? So what about the lucidity, the lucid dreaming? Are there times where you are aware that what you're actually going through is a dream? That's only happened once. And that was within this last week. What happened? Yeah. Um, so I had a dream that we were at a conference um, and in my dreams, it's really general. It's just like every day, you know, and we're at a conference. It could have been a UFO one. It could have been a Bigfoot or a ghost. I, I'm not sure, but we were at a conference. We get to our bus stop and you ask me, do you have your ticket? And I go, I'm looking. I said, no, I left it in the, uh, in the tower it was, there, it was a business tower and it was like on the 14th floor or something and you tell me hey you have time to go go and get it so you know go get your ticket so we don't have to wait for the next bus so i go up to this building and the only elevator available is this rinky dink ratchety looking thing that i hadn't seen before in the dream and but i'm in a hurry you know i don't i don't want to to have to wait so i get into the the rinky dink elevator and i mean it's shaking a little bit and it's rackety and it closes and uh it starts taking me up without me even pushing anything so now i'm thinking oh crap i'm in a broken elevator and it's gonna stop or it's gonna fall or you know this was going through my mind well it gets up to like floor 14 goes up to 15 and then starts just going down and it's skip it never opens and it opens up to a like sub basement floor like what you would see in uh like a hospital parking lot underground and there's people down there 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm, what the hell? Like, how did I get to, you know, like what happened? I walk out and um, some, a, a woman comes up to me and she starts asking me questions that only like somebody very woke, like it was almost to me, it felt like a woke test. Like, are you one of us or not? And I, I'm not woke at all. And I'm not much of a feminist. And it, and it ended up being a feminist question. And just by that question, I was like, I, I don't need to be here. I just want to go. I want, you know, I have my phone. How I got it, I don't know. But I had it in the dream. <laughs> That's very common when you skip stages. Yeah. You, you accomplish what you set out for, which in your case was to get the bus ticket uh-huh. <laughs> so we could leave whatever conference we were at and come back home. Uh, and as it turned out, you didn't actually live that part in your dream. Right. Yeah. So or, we skip forward and yeah, here we are. And, uh, and that's happened a lot on some of my dreams. So I, you know, I, I'm reading the room and I'm like, okay, I'm in some shady sub basement, uh, you know, full of people that are woke. I don't know what's up with them. And I just say, look, I, I just want to go back. I, I, I don't belong here. And this lady that tried asking me this question, which I didn't answer, uh, she says, oh, no, once people come down here, they never leave. And I said, to hell with that. I'm leaving. <laughs> you know, you're not keeping me here. And I, you know, I start, uh, you know, f- kind of have she puts her hands on me and that turns into a, a violent altercation i i remember hitting her in the face at least breaking her nose i hit her at least three times that causes more commotion and uh, they're trying to get the phone and me so uh as i just punched down uh, this chick that was trying to restrain me another one comes and i just punched her straight in the face and she goes down on the ground and the person behind her i i just tripped him and by this time i'm like I just need to get out of here and I see escalators and I'm thinking that's the last thing I need. You know, I'm already down somewhere. I don't need to be, I need to go up and these escalators going down and there's a security guard like swinging a, a smiley. Okay. We got to stop there, but we'll continue this story as it continues. Is she aware that she's having a dream or not? Where does it end? Is there a tie-in to what we've discussed so far? Mrs. Scott joining us tonight on the program. I'm Jeremy Scott. Whispers in the night tonight, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. We'll be back right after this. Into the paranormal. So what Aurelia plays through our heads while we're asleep, what does it uh, really mean? Is it a uh, an indicator of what's to come? Mrs. Scott joining us tonight from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. We're on Snow Watch. Might get a couple of inches, hopefully not much more than that, overnight here. All right, so take us back to this dream, and uh, you were mentioning a security guard. Uh, this is towards the end of this encounter where I had asked you, mm-hmm. uh, was there at any point in your uh, experiences where you uh, were aware of what was happening, you where you were dreaming? Okay, so 
the uh, I, I encounter a security guard near these escalators, and uh, he is swinging a one-pound trailer hitch piece of iron on like eight feet of cord rope. And at this point, I'm like, I, I need to get out of here. And I walk out of these sliding glass doors, and I met with this underground cavern that it has holes dug into it, like apartments. And there's people. There's tons of people. And at this point in the dream, I am thinking, okay, this is nuts. Like, this is... (laughs) It's already nuts, but yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, this is crazy. This has to be a dream. And the first thing my mind thinks of, and in the dream, I close my eyes, and I think, do I hear snoring? Because Mr. Scott snores very loudly. And... I hear snoring and I'm like, wake up, wake up. And by the second wake up, bing, I woke up. So my snoring uh, caused something in your brain to trigger to tell yourself to awake from this dream. Yeah. And and that's the first time I've ever felt any lucidity to my dreams. A lot of my dreams, I just go with it. Like when I was a kid, I'd have dreams where I would have jumping competitions um, where you I would jump, you know, 30, 40 feet in the air and not even worry about coming down. You know, like, you know, you're going to smash your ankles or anything. I, I wouldn't. I just, ah, you know, run, jump, you know. Um, so uh, but that that is the only one where I've ever stopped and said, you know, either this is so crazy, it has to be a dream, or am I dreaming? <laughs> so. Right. Now, are, do your dreams, uh, speaking generally here, do they involve people that you know, or do they involve strangers, or maybe a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I would say half and half. And it's sometimes these are recurring situations where you're going back to the same place or yeah. encountering the same The people. amusement park yeah. It was one of them. And that's usually um, me alone with people who I know in real life, but in the dreams they look completely different. Um, but yeah, like the amusement, uh, amusement park rides, the, one of them that I can remember was a, a hand glider. Where, you know, I got strapped up to this hang glider and it was like a, uh, it it was wild. Um, It was like a a hang glider, um, old zipper type uh, swing. I, yeah, it's only how I can describe it. It was awesome while I was dreaming it, uh, being on it. Um, But, you know, other rides would just kind of be really crazy roller coaster rides where it's just insanely high where... You know, you couldn't build something that high. And then at one point you had a dream of an event that would later transpire. Oh, which one? (laughs) Uh, Was that the 9-11 one? Uh, Well, I had had one where uh, the coast was being invaded. By? I don't know. They... That's all. That's all the dream would say. Interesting. Mrs. Scott joining us, our special guest co-host for tonight's into the paranormal broadcast across the USA. I'm Jeremy Scott, and uh, otherwise known as Mr. Scott, and we'll be back.
This is Paranormal News. A commercial spacecraft once destined to become the first made in America to reach the moon's surface since Apollo 17 in 1972 is doomed. United Launch Alliance launched its Vulcan Centaur rocket on a maiden voyage early Monday morning from Cape Canaveral with Astrobotics Peregrine Moon Lander in tow, carrying 20 customer payloads, including five NASA science instruments. Three, we have ignition. and liftoff of the first United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket, launching a new era in spaceflight to the moon and beyond. But all the excitement quickly soured because of a failure with the propulsion system, causing a critical loss of propellant. The lander will run out of fuel within days. Although this mission turned out to be a disappointment, ULA's Amanda Bacchetti says they hope to change the industry. We've brought in a lot of new innovation and capabilities that are going to allow us to even better support our warfighters, exploration, as well as connecting the world. The lander was expected to touch down on the moon next month and spend about 10 days collecting data. George Henry, Paranormal News. sure about that it's mr and mrs scott across the airwaves tonight somewhere between paranormal and abnormal we're airing our dirty laundry or in this case our uh, wacky dreams all right jeremy so what are your dreams about well here's uh, what my dreams are about mine are usually about confrontations these are verbal arguments verbal arguments that I find myself getting into from time to time. Uh, sometimes that has uh, led me to be uh, shown the door. So when I wake up from those things, the first thing I do is make sure I still have a job. <laughs> uh, and sometimes these aren't even current jobs. These are like jobs that I've had previously, but I'm in some sort of confrontation with a boss or somebody at work, you know, and I just wake up and it's just kind of, uh, uh, well, it's an inconvenience because I just have to, run through all the bases and make sure, you know, look at my text messages and my calls and, you know, look at what day it is and uh, open up the calendar and, you know, see what's scheduled and say, okay, you know, none of this, none of this is real. Uh, the other thing so that that's I... that's why you do that. I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've experienced that? Yeah, I've, uh, well, I've been up sometimes while I listen to audiobooks and um, I can hear you mumbling and you'll oh, move around. What do I say? It, sometimes it's no or it's just mumbling oh. but you're definitely like dreaming and then you'll wake up and you'll sit up and you'll look over at me and then you'll check your text messages and I, 
Yeah, wow. I was like, okay. You know, it's Breaking just something news, I've, seen, uh, I've, seen, I've seen you do it a few times, and I always wondered, like, weird. what is that about? See, but this is else? healthy. Yeah. We should we should do this more often, uh, not <laughs> only for our personal uh, growth in our relationship, but uh, maybe encourage others to do yeah, you uh, learn something the new. same. <laughs> uh, the other scenario in which I encounter has to do with going back to old places that I live, like apartments, mm-hmm. where, I mean, I haven't lived there in years, and I'm totally cleared out of Yet I find myself going there because I've forgot something, mm-hmm. and I go there, and of course, there's still a whole bunch of my stuff there. It's like I'm half moved out. Yeah, you're still there yeah. in a way. Yeah. So anyway, um, David Masters is uh, coming on the program uh, with us tonight uh, because he has uh, written a book called Pay Attention to Your Intuition, Precognition, Meaning, and Warning, uh, Warnings and Dreams. Pay attention to your intuition, precognition, meaning, and warnings in dreams. He's an author, counselor, radio host, and producer. His podcast is Spooky Action at a Distance, and he's author of the book that we just mentioned. Uh, Wow. Uh, David, what do you make of what you've heard tonight on the program? Wow. I mean, this is a pretty uh, broad range of things that have been laid out here, especially by Mrs. Scott. Um, and so listening to that, Mrs. Scott made a very important point about not being woke. And I do believe that a part of what we are all experiencing at this point in time is what I would call a tidal pull. The, the world has changed. The world you and I grew up in is not the same world we were you know, lived in when we were children. There's a force of darkness that has come over our land, to be honest with you. And those of us who are aware of it, we are already involved in a struggle with these forces of darkness, and we feel sort of helpless. We feel uh, at the effect of these forces of darkness, and anybody that you know has a sense of right and wrong, an innate sense of right and wrong, which most people do, by the way, um, they feel this tug of war that's going on, and in a way what we are experiencing is a form of psychological warfare. Uh, And, you know, you've heard of the Havana syndrome where they use psychotronic weapons to make people feel sick and they have certain frequencies. Well, evil has its own frequency as well. And what it tries to do, evil tries to get us when we are vulnerable. And where are we kind of the most vulnerable? Well, the minute we close our eyes, we sort of lose control over our rational functions in a sense like when you're awake uh if you see yourself start to daydream you know you've got these anchors in in the world that we live in that can help pull you back now you talk about the snoring that's really interesting because that's your talisman i don't know if you saw the movie uh, inception with um, leonardo dicaprio caprio yes they went into people's dreams and then they yeah they so we have he he had a talisman this little top that would spin that would remind him when he was in the real world but when we go into the dream state we lose control over our rational functioning mind and then there's an intersection there and the intersection is between the the realm of the possible dream and the realm of whether or not we could control the content of that dream now in your dream you were approached by a couple of women who were trying to bring you into and figure out whether or not you were 
one of their tribe, I guess, would yeah. be the way to say it. Yeah. And, and clearly, you are not part of that world. Those people, that's an underground world. It reminded me of the H.G. Wells time machine, the Morlocks that lived underground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's these are point. people. Yeah. yeah. These are people that that have, for whatever reason, become subject to the forces of the underground darkness. But the only way that a person can get involved in that underground darkness is to begin to push away truth because mm -hmm. truth and, and light and reality are the only basic anchors that we really have for our mind, for our heart, for our soul. And the, the world is trying to get every single person, this world, this dark world is trying to get us all to doubt our own sanity. And that is the kind of psychological warfare I'm talking about. And so in that world, you know, it, it's a, it's kind of a neat thing in the sense that you became aware that if you just listened for the snore, that would bring you back to in touch with an actual reality that you could latch onto. And that's really kind of a cool thing. That was your talisman, the snoring, believe it or not. Yeah. See, every, every single thing serves an interesting little purpose in our life that we don't realize. Mm -hmm. And so for you, the struggle was you were drawn down. You know, it was a, a natural situation where you were going to this elevator to go to the suite to get the tickets. But then something happened. Something went sideways. And what went sideways was the minute that you entered into that realm of the, the elevator, because elevators both they go up and down, right? I mean, there's no, yeah. and not, there's no elevator that doesn't go up and down. But that elevator took control over you, mm -hmm. took you down to that darker level down below, and it tried to deposit you there with all those people, and they, they were going to come after you. It reminds me of the story of Howard Storm. Are you familiar with Howard Storm? Uh, no, I'm not. Not me neither. So Howard Storm uh, was a, a, an art teacher who went, an atheist who went on a, a trip to France, and he was somewhere out in the countryside, and he became very, very ill. His stomach started bleeding, and they didn't have a doctor for him, so he died uh, in his hospital bed. And when he died, he came out of his body, and he heard voices calling him into the hallway outside of his room. He followed those voices down a dark hallway, and as he got further and further into the darkness, these creatures started clawing at him and tearing him to shreds. Mm. And he thought to himself, wow, this is it for me. This is all there is. And then he remembered something, and, and it was a simple line from a song he learned as a child. Jesus loved me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. And when that thought ran through his mind, all these creatures in this darkness that were trying to tear him to pieces backed away. Mm -hmm. And he kept repeating it. And then he was, he was actually rescued in the depths of the darkness by a, a, a light being that came, descended down from above, lifted him up into heaven, and showed him a whole bunch of interesting things. But, you see, mm -hmm. if we are seduced away from the light of our own conscience which is what this world is trying to do to everybody. And this is the intuition, by the way, that you have. It's, a, it's like a Geiger counter in the sense that there are frequencies in this world, uh, energies, and those energies are both light and dark. And so if you're not immersed in the world of uh, forgetfulness and denial and, and re rejection of truth, your Geiger counter works to show you and help you detect these things 
so that you can deflect them. And to, but when you're in the dream state, then you're, you actually are vulnerable and you don't understand what you're navigating through. But you, then you have a test, and you had many tests in your dream, Mrs. Scott, mm. in which those, those circumstances tried to make you feel completely out of control, helpless, and at, at the effect of those causes. But you are a very strong person. It sounds like you were in the military, if I'm not mistaken. No, <laughs> I no. You have, she's you, a, she's you have military a, minded. I totally. She's uh, hard as a rock, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a- anchored yeah. in yeah. base my core anchor. principles. <laughs> yes, she, and she is anchored in core principles of right and wrong. And so those things were testing you. Those those dream images were testing you to see whether or not they could get hold of you. Mm-hmm. Because see, it's a progressive involvement with dreams. Um, my dreams, I've had very positive dreams. I've had very, very horrifying dreams. But each one of those dreams is a test to determine the inclination of your deeper self, essentially your soul. Well, and it, you passed oh, those tests, by the way, very well. Thank you. It's interesting you bring that up because um, about 10 years ago, I had a nightmare where it it was one of these nightmares where it like I woke up and everything's the same like nothing was changed it's as if I woke up and there was a black entity just hovering in the doorway and I'm looking at it and I'm like I want nothing to do with like it's freaking me out and the next thing I know it tries to like enter me from above and yep. uh, it bared down three times, and each time I just said no. And uh, I woke up, and my mom ended up waking up because she she heard me uh, yelling, and um, she said, what was that about? And I said, uh, it's just a really, really bad nightmare. Um, I'll tell you later. But um, yeah, that, 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 what you had just spoken of brought that, brought that back to to mind um so yeah it's yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> i've had some wild ones <laughs> all right david so and, why do uh, why do people experience dreams differently can you uh, break that down for us well okay so the mind itself is a prism and we can focus that prism you know what you, if you've looked through a prism you can actually dial the prism and and see various multiple facets of things through a prism. Now, each person's mind has a connection to truth and or denial. And what most people don't realize is that each of us is subject to certain forces from the minute we come into this world. As a matter of fact, there's a brand new study out about when consciousness begins And this is a a study from a university that shows that consciousness in unborn children literally begins before the, at the very conception. Now, this is a groundbreaking study because we are vessels for consciousness. We bring, we draw consciousness into our body, into our being, even before we're born. And then what is the purpose of consciousness? Well, it is for us, it's a navigational tool to help us go through this world. And we are all going to meet various kinds of temptations and challenges and uh, different kinds of difficulties that are designed almost as if like a video game. And so our skill has to grow as a result of how we never thought David Masters and Mr. and Mrs. Scott tonight with those whispers 
with uh, David Masters. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the paranormal. Uh, David, you were talking about uh, uh, this uh, situation uh, right before the break. Uh, continue, please. Okay, so, uh, what I was saying is that you asked me why people dream differently. And what I will say is that the prism of our mind is influenced by the experiences of our life, uh, including all of the, the pain, the suffering, and the joy, and the trauma. And trauma has an indelible mark on the mind and also on the brain. This is why um, the military uh, have terrible traumas uh, helping people with uh, brain injuries because there are neural networks that continue to form throughout the course of our life. But when we go through terrible experiences, if we have a lingering sense of that experience, it starts to rewire our brain. So everybody's brain and their conscious mind is actually connected. Their brain and their consciousness are connected through the experiences of, of life and particularly through the experiences that have an, a damaging effect, both mentally, physically, and spiritually on us. And so each dream then begins to be influenced through that prism. In other words, it's, it's refracted through the prism of our ability to see what it is that's real as opposed to what's not real. Now, in, in my book, um, Pay Attention to Your Intuition, by the way, it's at my website at uh, escapeyourmindsprison.com. On page 20, I relate an experience that I literally had, and I call it life force sucking entity, the LFSE. And this was about 26 or 7 years ago. I was married. I had four kids at the time. I went to bed one night, and I had a dream. I hadn't had real any real communication with my wife at the time for probably six months. There was no communication. We were completely separate emotionally and altogether just completely separate. And so when I fell asleep, you talk about something pushing in on you, Mrs. Scott, this thing arrived in my dream. I was in a hypnagogic state. I had sleep paralysis. Mm. And in the dream, I saw this, wife of mine come toward me as if to kiss me and I thought oh this is a positive development and all of a sudden I thought to myself something is wrong see in other words your super conscious mind can kick in at any point during a dream and with you it was at that point where you needed an anchor and that anchor was Mr. Scott snoring that was kind of an awesome thing because I didn't have an anchor Mm mm-hmm as opposed to, you know, you had this this thing that you realized, wait a minute, th- I know that I'm dreaming if uh, I can hear snoring. Yeah. In my dream, the minute I realized that this this wife was not being genuine to come and kiss me and, and have a, a nice relationship with me, it turned into a giant tube worm, oh six my. feet tall. Now listen oh. to this. With 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 teeth going all the way down into the stomach, you could see them, sharp teeth, and a vacuum trying to suck the very essence of my soul out of my body. And I grabbed this thing, this, this giant tube worm, and I pushed it away from me, and I realized it was trying to evacuate my inner self. It was trying to suck my being out of my body. 
And I knew at that point I had to call out to Jesus. I said, it, so in my mind, I said, in the name of Jesus, I had to struggle because I was ha having sleep paralysis. In the name of Jesus, go away. But then I realized, I mean, I had to speak it with my mouth. Mm -hmm. And it was it was almost like I had to push through. You know how people get stuck under ice and they're pu they're pushing against the ice trying to get up because they're suffocating? Mm -hmm. I was pushing against this barrier that wouldn't let me use my, my speech. Finally, I said, in the name of Jesus, go away. And the thing started to deflate. And, and as it deflated, it continued to suck into its belly, try to suck the area essence of my soul into itself until it finally collapsed on the floor. And I picked it up and threw it away as far as I could. Now, seven days later, that wife took my kids and left. Wow. And that story will continue into the next hour. And Mrs. Scott is going to stay with us because she has uh, one more of her uh, dream memories to share with us. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. Hear Paranormal News with George Henry exclusively on Into the Paranormal. encounter with a six foot tall tube worm with sharp teeth something that tried to suck david masters from his body was that an indicator of a coming separation what do you think david jeremy look I, this is a very personal story because this uh, woman i was married to was a pretty famous actress at one point and she had been abused by several men in her life. And, you know, when you talk about what happens to people that causes them to become who they are, we are very largely shaped by our trauma. Um, and so this is part of the dynamic of why a person is either an agent of good or an agent of darkness. And, you know, we've we've all had encounters with people. Now, you, Jeremy, I was thinking about your dreams and getting into arguments with people. See, you're a very sensitive person to injustice. And people... Uh, absolutely. You, darn right. Yeah. And w what happens is that you have a residual of being violated by some kind of obvious injustice that you were never able to resolve with uh, the people that were cruel to you or whatever they did to back backstab you or whatever. And so subconsciously, that's still sort of circulating around. It's coming to the surface now, which is okay. You should let it out so that you can let, let go of it. But mm -hmm. this is, this is a, a natural side effect of feeling that you are at the effect of, of the cause of somebody who was just evil and wrong and, and treated you horribly. 
And you want to tell them what you think. Now, the problem with most of these situations where we are improperly dealt with, and, and especially by cruel people, is we can never get back to them. We can never uh, rectify that situation because those people just triple down on being crazy. And so the dream is a natural venting process at times where whatever you want to say and how you feel comes to that moment where you have that confrontation in your dream. It, it's actually kind of a safe space, believe it or not, because you can actually yell at that person and be angry and let that anger come forward instead of holding it down. It's not good for you to hold it down. It's toxic. So you let it out and then you relieve it. It's, it's like the, the uh, pressure relief valve of the, the, of the self, I guess you would say. Uh, in my case, um, and I sent you my uh, a piece of literature to you know alert you to this book that I've written. Another story that I had was that I actually saw myself run over my own son with my own car and kill him in a dream. Don't don't tell me this actually happened. So let me tell you what happened. I saw every detail unfold. My I saw goodness. every detail. I woke up from this dream sobbing. And but see, this is the reason for my title. Pay attention to your intuition. I saw it so clearly and and it felt like it really had happened. Now, thank God when I woke up, I went and I checked on my son. He was fine. He was only 4 years old. But something just stuck with me. It's like this was too real. This dream was so real that it felt more real than life itself. Exactly three days later, the very thing I saw in the dream unfolded in actual reality. I, yes, except for one thing. I had been shown a premonition. Now, premonitions do work. There are people who have told stories about whether they were going to get on an airliner and something said to them, just don't get on, and they didn't, and the airliner flipped over and crashed on the runway. This is I, one of those I know, moments. Uh, I know 177 people who wish they didn't get on an airliner last Friday. Exactly. But see, but see, the problem is, is that I paid attention to that intuition so deeply. I, I gave it, I, let me put it this way, I infused it with a sense of urgency. And so when I pulled up in that, I pulled up on a little hill to say hello to some family members. And when I pulled up on this little hill, I forgot to put my car in park. It was a, an old Cadillac. And it started to roll backwards, sort of in a, in a U-shape roll. And my little boy was getting out of the backseat. But because I'd seen what was, what was going to happen ahead of time, I grabbed him and I pulled him to me and he, his life was saved. Mm. But I paid attention. I gave mm. it its due, that, that premonition. I've had premonitions my whole life. Of, of things that some some people would say, oh, that's insignificant, but not really. See, hmm. and the problem with most people is that most people are in a state of semi-hypnosis. And they don't realize that most of their thoughts are imposed upon them. Um, the Shadow with Alec Baldwin. There, did you ever see that movie where the Shadow had the power to make an entire building in the middle of a, of a city disappear simply by the force of his hypnotic induction over this building. I'm telling you that the forces of evil are using this induction, this hypnotic induction on people. It's causing them to change their sexuality. It's causing them to use drugs. It's causing them to go out and commit crimes. This is a hypnotic influence that is from the dark side. And I want to talk about bleed over. 
because you, you, I think in the beginning of the show, you had a mention of something that happened in Miami. These things, all these cops showed up in this, they, they blamed it on the kids that were in a mall. And then they oh, have these man. pictures. Yeah. People are asking me what I think of that. Look, uh, the, I, from what I've seen, the pictures are very blurry. It's hard to tell what, what happened. I don't know if there were aliens that invaded the mall or not, but that's what David's mm-hmm. referring to. That's what I'm referring to. Now, I don't know what it is either, but one thing I will tell you is that I had another dream uh, within the last two months, and I, I actually wrote a book about it called Not of This World. What we're dealing with are forces that are bleeding over from another dimensional realm, and in this dream I was shown, you, you know the, uh, the the substance of a lava lamp? I saw that there are there there are energies that are bleeding through a a paper cellophane thin veil between the dimensions of light and darkness and that our thoughts are subject to these forces more than we possibly realize that if if an influencer can get us to think an improper thought suddenly we've opened a door to allow something to bleed through from another realm into our realm, into our reality, and begin to have an influence over us. So whatever we're dealing with here, and I believe that it'll be the pe- some of the witnesses to this thing that happened in Miami were saying that these things were glitching out. To me, that's evidence that this is bleed over. Like in the Matrix, when, the, when the, he saw the cat repeat, there are the things. Yeah. Yes, the glitch. There are glitches happening. And because of the collective consciousness of people that are inured in the woke dark side, they are opening a dimensional portal, a way for these things to bleed through in a much more significant way than maybe ever before. Now, there's another a professor, Diana Walsh-Paskulka, from the University of North Carolina, a brilliant woman who went back and looked at historical accounts of people who encountered strange entities this going back 500 years almost identical to alien contact that people are having today so this is not a new phenomenon the other thing that i saw uh, on another uh, podcast was a an insider saying these are not extraterrestrial beings they've been here for thousands of years well let's just call them earth spirits whatever these things are they're trying to compromise every single person that they can because there's an event in my opinion that's on the horizon that is going to be one of the most significant events in the history of the world and that's what i have to say about that but the the creatures of the subconscious are they draw energy from our denial of them and our embrace of them at the same time when people are angry they're embracing and opening a doorway from the dark side into themselves, and they become vessels, they become agents of this dark side, and they, they themselves are not even aware of it. We can't, we can't hate them. We can't, we, can't, we can't react to them terribly negatively because when we do, they've got us. We become the effect of a cause that they are themselves unaware of. The cause is to disrupt our being and disrupt our harmony. And, and disrupt our vibrations in this world, in this created world that we live in. And by the way, the physics of the paranormal world do not conform to the physics of the natural world. They are two different sets of physics. And this is why you see these vehicles that are flying 5,000 miles an hour over our heads and making, you know, L turns and all kinds of strange 
changes that they make. These things are, do not conform to the laws of natural physics. They are subject to an entirely different set of physics, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth dimensional physics. Different kinds of physics, different kinds of creatures. It's Lovecraftian. It is absolutely yes. perfect. Yeah. I, perfect. I, I listen to Lovecraft almost every night on audiobooks. So. Uh, you're hearing the, uh, the voice of Mrs. <laughs> Scott, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so yes. you had a, a dream that, that we were on an island somewhere. Yeah, it was like uh, Hawaii. And um, we were just um, you know, walking down the street, uh, highway, and uh, out in the ocean, it, it just starts to explode like a under underwater volcano and i and i'm like looking at it and i'm like screw this we're on an island this isn't good we need to get off it like now and uh easier said than done yeah easier and, said than done. yeah <laughs> and you were like oh no it's okay it's all and i'm like no we need to leave and um it was like a chain reaction, like a, a, a trench of uh, volcano uh, material just starts coming up, you know, over here, over there. I mean, it and that actually, I, it scared me awake. Um, kind of, it was just insane uh, just seeing all this. Uh, I, full disclosure, though, I was watching the La Palma volcano eruption when I had had this dream, but... Um, it was like on steroids. So Yeah, I, I wanna say that the bleed over happens in very small micro doses or it can happen in enormous bursts of, you know, dark energy. Uh and you're but you're see, you're a very practical person for one thing. And so your dreams have a basis in something that's that's actual. Mm -hmm. In other words, these are not just fanciful dreams. The the things you're describing, the dark you know, descending into the dark realm with all these people trying to get to figure out whether or not you're one of them. These are actual, and especially you, I know that you're in the, you, you know, uh, northern part of Oregon. Mm -hmm. That's a hotbed for crazy. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you're surrounded by it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Now, I tell you, though, that you mentioned Hawaii because I had my first encounter with the paranormal. I was 13 years old. We lived on the Kalana Anioli Highway on Oahu. One night I'm sit, standing out on the seawall watching the sun go down, and I see this little black dot. I, was, I think I was either 12 or 13 years old. A little black dot way out in the ocean, and I kept wondering, what is that dot doing out there? Yeah, if it was a boat, it would have a mast with a sail. It wasn't. It was just bobbing in and out, you know, disappearing as the swells would go by. I watched this thing for about 10 minutes. All of a sudden, a jetliner is preparing to land in Honolulu Airport. This thing lifts straight up out of the water. This is 1965. <laughs> Straight up out of the water, follows the jetliner, and straight out into space. I could see it in my mind's eye right now as if I was standing there. All right, hold that thought. We will continue our program and say goodnight to Mrs. Scott when we continue after this. Into the paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott, along with uh, Mrs. Scott, and David Masters joining us tonight. Uh, a, a dream of a UFO uh, in Hawaii. 
Uh, David, continue this. Uh, you had this in a dream, right? No, no. This was a witness. This was actual. I was thinking I you were going to tell us uh, you saw it in a dream and then you saw it in in, in real, uh, reality. No, but I actually saw this thing lift up out of the water in 1965, go straight up in behind a, a jumbo jet, follow the jumbo jet in the contrail, and then pff, straight out into space. I was 12, 13 years old. But what it did was it force freed my mind. In other words, from that moment on, you see, we, we can either be put to sleep by each experience that we have, or we can be awakened. Now, the choice is ours. And let me read something to you from page 28 of my book, Pay Attention to Your Intuition. How long have you been waiting to better understand your dreams? Because dreams occur in the subconscious. Once understood, each dream session can act as a key to life's most often unanswered question, why am I the way I am? Lucid dreams occur at various levels on the metaphysical event horizon in the elusive space between awake and falling asleep. Depending upon your level of spirituality, awareness, sincerity, and consciousness, each dream episode can either be positive or frightening. Either way, there's a potentiality, an important meaning or message trying to express a mind movie to be examined for your enrichment or even protection. We've all been programmed who to be and what to believe. Awakening to your full potential, your God-given purpose means there will be a head-on collision at the intersection of awakened consciousness and external conditioning. Meaningful change is one of humanity's greatest challenges. It can happen in many ways under many circumstances. Spiritual change can and does happen on several unique levels, including the lucid dream, the near-death experience, or the out-of-body experience. And these, these experiences force free us from... What we don't understand, they cause us to question deeply. What the hell did I just witness? And, you know, a lot of people, they, they are still, like, looking at it like, oh, gee, I wonder what it is. But you know what? The smart people and the people who are informed know that these are not extraterrestrials. They are other dimensionals. They are beings that have been here for many, 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 many thousands of Earth years. They've kept themselves separate from us because we were designated to be conscious pilots of our own destiny these other creatures are not these other creatures are controlled by some dark realm force and when you're you, when mrs scott said uh lovecraftian that's exactly what we're dealing with lovecraft has sort of defined the model uh, of the things that we are dealing with in in actual reality and i don't know if you saw these things um crawling like they look like uh scorpions did you see those pictures jeremy which in, ones? in miami in miami the picture of the thing that was moving across a road that looked like a scorpion type thing with a human I, head no i didn't oh man that's on the third phase of moon but hmm. i'm gonna tell you right now we are not dealing with extraterrestrial we're dealing with other dimensional beings these things are not of this world they are here to uh, to convert us from our current worldview into a dark worldview in which these things will conquer and control us if All we're right. not careful. We have to say goodbye to Mrs. Scott, I'm afraid. But she has Thank cats. her for coming on. She's she amazing. Has cats to thank attend you. to and maybe a few stalkers as well. Yeah. Thank you, well, Mrs. Thank Scott. You. <laughs> Mrs. Scott, it was and it was a, a definite pleasure yes, to was. have you on the program. Don't be a stranger, okay? I shall not. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, David. Oh, David, sorry. Yeah, we, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, we will oh, great, continue. Great to be here. 
somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. More with David Masters after the news with George Henry. This is Paranormal News. What really goes on deep inside Earth? Scientists in China have found that the planet's core wobbles around its rotational axis as a predictable rhythm. Researchers say this tilt occurring every eight and a half years is caused by random forces acting on the inner core, causing it to misalign with its mantle. The team detected a slight change in the movement of the Earth's rotational axis relative to its crust. They say the wobble could be the reason for abnormalities in Earth's rotation and potentially lead to a shift in the magnetic field. George Henry, Paranormal News. Why do we dream? Science is helping us understand why we dream, what our brains are up to when they're doing it, and why dreaming may be critically important to the functioning of our waking brain. Pushing the envelope and never looking back. You're traveling into the pair of normal. Whispers. In the night, I'm Jeremy Scott, and my guest tonight is David Masters. He is author of Pay Attention to Your Intuition, Precognition, Meaning, and Warnings in Dreams. His website is escapeyourmindsprison.com. We've got those linked up at paranormalradio.com as well. Uh, David, continuing our conversation, um, as far as uh, what we dream and and why we dream, uh, does it, you think, have to do with what is really going on in our lives and maybe how free our mind is or is not? Absolutely, 100%. If your mind isn't free, then what's going to happen is you're going to have Memorex dreams that are just leftover bits and pieces, digital artifacts of the day, whatever it is that you experienced. Uh, maybe you had a you know a nice day like you were talking about your wife. You know, it used to be roller coasters and now it's different things. But there, there are shifts in consciousness that take place and life itself is trying to wake us up, believe it or not. we Every human being, as I mentioned before, is under a semi-state of hypnotic influence, whether they realize it or not. The more a person believes that they are living their own life, the less they are cognizant of the forces that are shaping them. And if you're living your own life, then you are aware of all the forces that are trying to bear down on you to twist and reshape you. And you're, and you're aware of that. And I say detect it and deflect it, which means if you're not detecting it, you can't possibly be deflecting all of this stuff that's being hurled at us all day long every day with our smartphones and the influencers and all the media and through the music the influences are so many it's a tidal wave of influences and what happens is that as it washes away our authentic identity our original self from the time that we come into this world look at how many thousands of hours do little children now spend on devices those devices are like Manchurian candidate handlers. You don't even need to have a person handling you anymore. It's a device that handles you. It's a device that, that 
tells you who you are and who you aren't and what you should and shouldn't do and who you should be or shouldn't be. These devices are constantly eroding our sense of what we could otherwise be. The Beethovens that would come into the world, the, 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 the great creative minds that would come into the world are sidetracked and literally they are derailed by forces that are, that are subconscious and that are constantly at us and that are trying to re reconfigure our, our, the entire way that we look at the world, our worldview, our, our social views, our views about the environment. Everything is eating away at us all day long. No wonder people now have um, high instances of suicide because we don't realize how much of this stuff that we actually take in and absorb deep at a deep level. So we've got to wake up. We've got to, and by waking up, sometimes when you go to sleep, your dreams, all the filters are removed. This is the powerful part of dreams. The filters of everyday stuff are removed and the potential for an intersection between your higher self, whatever it is that governs the universe, let's say, and your the meaning of your life, because the meaning of your life can be found in a dream. Einstein discovered his theory of relativity as he was riding a beam of light. There are dreams that have changed the world by scientists, and they could have only been discovered in a dream. Now, there's a dream waiting for you, whoever you are, that will change your life if you pay attention to the intuitive part of the dream. That's what I have to say. Interesting. And do you find that there are sometimes cryptic messages within our dreams and, and that they have to be decoded? Absolutely. I mean, my my recent dream of the what what appears to be stuff that's in a, a lava lamp, but I saw it as energy moving across an almost invisible veil between dimensions. And what that means is that that, that is the stuff, the thought su substance. It's the stuff that makes us who we are and changes who we are and rearranges who we are and directs who we are and prevents bad things from happening. I've had these things happen to me, real life experiences where a life was saved. People are afraid of that idea, though, that there, there's, there's so much potential if you're willing to pay attention to what's really going on when you close your eyes. They're afraid of that because then that requires a certain degree of personal responsibility. If you, if you get a, a premonition, I, I used to get premonitions about people that I knew and I would tell them and they would go, well, how do you know? And I say, well, I don't, but I'm glad that I told you just in case. Maybe that alters the course of your life in some tiny imperceptible way. If we are willing to embrace the messages from beyond, because most of us are caught up in the messages from the known. But if we are willing to embrace the messages from the unknown, and, and, you know, obviously nightmares are not necessarily messages from that realm that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual realm that is connected to the source of, of existence itself. That realm is waiting for us to tune into it. And this answers your question, why do people tune different or dream differently? It's because you have a tuner. In, in your conscious and subconscious minds. It's exactly the same as a remote control on your TV. You can hit the button. If something is there that you don't want, you can change to the next frequency. You can look for something that's compatible with something that you yourself, I don't even know what I'm looking for in dreams, Jeremy, but the dream knows that I'm looking for it. 
And the dream presents itself. And when the dream presents itself, then it's up to me what I do with it. Now, I write books about my dreams. I, I'm active about it. I do something about it. It started way back when I was a kid, becoming aware of this UFO that I saw lift out of the water in Hawaii. And it, it, it forced freed me to start to question all these different possible realities for my life. And when I was 13 years old, I had a realization. I'm standing at the bus stop going, waiting to go to school. And the question occurred to me, why me? Not, not who am I? Not what am I doing here? But why me? Why do I have this consciousness? Why was I given this gift of inquiry? Why was I given the ability and at an early age to interpret dreams? Well, that's an important question. Why me leads to who you might be. What you, you know, Daniel uh, in the Bible was a dream interpreted. Did you know that there are two thirds of the Bible contain interesting and important dreams? Two thirds. And these were just ordinary people, but they were given insights and those people were obedient to something greater than themselves. And through that, they were able to save entire generations of people through these dreams. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there is then a connection, you believe, in in the case of uh, what goes on in our dreams and what may then play out in the future. Yes, 100%. And here's the beautiful part of that, that it could be a, a premonition of what is, is to come. But by, by viewing it, you know, it's like the old question, if, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it really fall? The answer is, of course it falls. And if you have a dream and you perceive that dream, whether or not what you perceive from that dream becomes actual is not the point. It is the perception of the dream itself. It is the acknowledgement of the dream itself, the content, the substance of the dream itself. Dreams can scare the crap out of you, or they can wake you up to looking at different possibilities and different potentials. And if a dream does that, then there's a course that's set in a slightly different direction. Now, when I was 25, 30 years ago, I loved to fly small airplanes. First thing I learned was overcorrecting. When you hit a, a headwind, if you overcorrect, you can actually flip your, your plane and do an El Rolo. So tiny little corrections. Now, if you are going on a long trip and you're one half of one degree off on your compass, you're not going to arrive at the destination. So little tiny incremental things cause major changes at a certain point. Now, you've just got to go the distance. And with the, with the dream concept, I urge people to start um, journaling. And in my book, Pay Attention to Your Intuition, there's journal sections in there. And I ask people as they read certain chapters, what did you get out of this? What are you starting to realize? If you, if you write down even the most basic things about your dreams, you can go back as a reference to that. And because sometimes those dreams will haunt you. Sometimes they will continue to be persistent for a reason, and you'll never know the reason. Sometimes on various dreams, it just occurs, and it's a one-off dream, and it has an impact on you, and you think about it, and that's all there was to it. Other dreams have huge perceptible impacts on the course of your life. And part of the problem that most people have is they give up very easily, and they are deterred very easily. And if, if you're not becoming more objective, 
If you're not learning how to get quiet, like the Bible says, be still and know. If you're not learning to tune in to the now, you're going to miss some of the most important moments of your life that could either change a course just enough to prevent a terrible tragedy or alter a course in such a significant way, just slightly to where something else changes in your life that you've been waiting for your entire life. David, and as far as those journals are concerned, uh, it's important because you can then uh, spot the patterns and see if there is a uh, recurring theme in your dreams, which is important. Hundred percent. If That's you're right. trying to uh, d- d- decode them or or determine what they're telling you. A hundred percent. That's why I included sections in this book. Uh, pay attention to your intuition. There's, it's there at the end of each chapter, and there's plenty of lines. But but the thing is, what happens is that our brain functions at such a high rate of speed that if you don't capture that moment of a dream that you have a question or something occurs in a dream, then it will be washed away by a, like a tidal wave, as I said, of thinking and, you know, the, the things of the day and the worries and the fears and all the rest of it. It just gets washed away. And there was something there for you. See, if you're not paying attention to your own intuition, if you're not taking care of yourself through these intuitive hits, and this is really what it boils down to is that dreams are either Memorex garbage and digital artifacts from leftover thinking, or they're new thoughts based on an entirely different set of natural law physics, that, but that they transcend the realm of what we know. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're missing out on something that could potentially be the most important moment of your life. David, what have your dreams of late been like? Uh, I'm curious, considering uh, everything that's going on at present. I had a powerful dream about a month ago. And, and again, I only have a few dreams a year, which is really strange. Uh, I, I know I'm very aware of the stuff that's going through my brain. I'm very aware of what the, the thought process is. When I close my eyes, I'm super aware because I meditate. I've been meditating since I was 18 years old. I'm able to sort out consciously the bits and pieces of stuff that's just there that I could tell is like junk DNA. It doesn't doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. But the other dreams have powerful impacts on my way of thinking about what's going to come ahead. I had a dream in which I was at the top of a mountain. I'm a snowboarder. And I'm I'm at this huge competition. And um, there are hundreds of people there. And they're all waiting to get the go-ahead to go down the mountain and go snowboarding and skiing and whatever. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, I don't need this person to give me permission to go. So I launched. And I, I was going down this amazing snow field, carving deep, deep carves and going faster than I've ever gone before. At the edge of the snow field, it turned into a fern forest, like a, a Jurassic Park kind of forest. I took off my board and I started running and I was running as fast as I had ever run. I was running like a, like a, a cheetah. But what I didn't know is at the end of that fern forest, there was a ledge and it was a thousand foot drop. Uh Oh yeah. But what happened was as soon as I became aware that I had reached the edge of the fern forest, rather than me accepting that I would fall, I leaped and I flew. And there's got to be an end to this story, and we'll pick that up with uh, David Masters as uh, it's a literal cliffhanger uh, with him tonight.
I'm Jeremy Scott, 503-506-0396, the number in the United States and Canada. But you've got to call now, 503-506-0396. And we'll continue our program somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. Paranormalradio.com, our website, by the way, where the uh, sale's been extended indefinitely in our shop. Stick with us. Jeremy Scott, perhaps you hear those whispers in the night. Maybe while you're listening to this program, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. David Masters is our guest tonight, author of Pay Attention to Your Intuition, Precognition, Meaning, and Warnings in Dreams. So from the uh, ski slope to the forest and off the edge of the forest where he takes this big giant leap and uh, what? You, You don't fall. What happens at that point? What the dream was meaning to me, Jeremy, is that most of us are waiting for somebody to give us permission to go. And when I realized I didn't really need permission from the person who was organizing the event, I shoved off and then everybody started following me. See, are you a leader or are you a follower? And you have to ask yourself that question because some people don't want to be leaders. I know, um, I know that a young man who said, I don't want to be a, a leader because I'd rather be told what to do. And what that does is that, again, I'm talking about this personal responsibility aspect. All right, so you're going to make the decision not to wait for somebody to give you permission. Maybe people will get angry at you. Maybe people who are themselves held back will look at you and go, look at that person. Look what they're doing. Oh my goodness, they're not conforming to the rules and the and the regulations, but at the same time, in this dream, all these people, once I launched, they followed me. And what I realized at that point is that I am my only competition. There is no other body out there that matters in the sense that I need to compete with other people. I'm competing with myself, and I'm competing on my own personal best basis. Can I do better? Can I, and if I give myself permission, I will do better. And what I found was that I was liberated from constraints at the, at the end of this dream. The constraints are all in our own mind. They really are. We are our own worst constrainer. We are our own worst oppressor. And this dream occurred as a result of a struggle that I was having with somebody in my life. And it, all of a sudden, that struggle went away. I wasn't waiting for that person's permission anymore. I wasn't looking for that person to give me any validation anymore. I was free to have self-determination. And so that was a very significant dream to me. My whole life actually changed. When I woke up from that dream, uh, I, have, uh, I have back issues. My back felt better. Like, in other words, there was a pressure that was relieved physically from me to know that I don't need somebody to say, okay. And by the way, it's, it's actually better to ask for permission than it, for, for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Okay, if they don't want to forgive you, those who you might offend by being your own person, it's their problem. It's their hot potato. Let them keep it. If somebody has a hot potato and they want to give it to you and you don't take it, who has it? They do. Let them redistribute it to somebody else. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> 
I love it, David. Uh, so, uh, last question here: Are there recurring themes in some of these dreams that you've had? Uh, no. Each dream is pretty much its own little story, and we are creatures who love stories. And because stories or allegories or they're they're micro um, lessons for us, and so dreams can tell us a lot in a little, or they can be drawn out. My wife had a dream in which she was being chased by vampires. And she spent this entire night of this dream trying to avoid these vampires. And they chased her through this huge city like Gotham City until she finally realized, you know what? I'm going to face these things. I'm going to face these vampires. And as soon as she faced them, they lost their power. See, it's all about your own imposing of your own limitations. It's not about the phantoms of our minds. And so there are many phantoms, and there are many things in there that will daunt us. It's self-appearance and self-respect you know, and, and self-potential. These are all things that you, only you, can determine. If you let the world determine it, the world will not give you permission. The world will hold you back. The world hates competition of creative people. Just remember that. All right, to David Masters, always appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you very much, Jeremy. My website is escapeyourmindsprison.com. I have um, eight books that I've written all available up there. You can just click on them, and it'll take you to amazon.com you could, if you want to order them. Highly advised, and look forward to talking with you again, David. Thank you, Jeremy. And right. your wife was amazing. Tell her thank you for coming I, on. I think I made the right choice there. In fact, I know you I sure did. sure did. <laughs> I think Mrs. Scott should come back on more often. I hear that from yes, the, uh, I guess the overwhelming yes. consensus. I'll see if I can twist her arm. From the Good. cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Snow's about to hit. we got to say goodnight. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to you tomorrow night. I think we will. Good night and God bless. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.